You are now listening to the 100% Elite Podcast with your host, Jeff Engler. What is up, everybody? It is your captain back at it again for another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast, episode 64. It has been another jam-packed week of AEW content served up to us by our Lord and Savior, Tony Khan. Just joking. Uh, But... Yeah, another great week uh, of content here. We, I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot of dark again, like over two hours long. There were the women's uh, tournament that was on Monday. We got some great news uh, coming in here. But before we get into any of that stuff, make sure you guys on Apple Podcast and iTunes, wherever you're listening, make sure you rate and you're subscribed, and you leave a little review, I will be reading those reviews on the podcast, like I said. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter, at jengler88, or the official 100% Elite Podcast Twitter page, at 100ElitePod, go ahead and do so. Hit that follow button, I'll follow you back, and let's talk some pro wrestling. Um... Without further ado, let's get into some news. Um, The big things, the big takeaways from AEW this week. Obviously, everybody has found out the uh, formerly known as the Big Show. That's right. Paul White, probably not going to go as the Big Show. I don't even know if he's going to go as the Giant. Let's We'll see what they come up with. Might just be Paul White, but he has signed a long-term deal. Uh, with AEW, uh, and there's a lot of boasting about it. I don't know. I want to hear his own words. Like I want to actually hear him talk before I see how enthusiastic he is because it seemed like his deal just didn't really go so well with WWE. Like they basically thought, ah, we got everything we needed out of you. Uh, go, go. You can go do something else now. But he signed for in-ring and out-ring stuff, commentary, whatever. Um, I'm I'm thinking this is actually really good. I mean, the Big Show is one of those guys that's been around forever. Uh, he was, you know, part of the Attitude Era. He's been around. I mean, he's only in his 40s. Um, he apparently has never been in better shape than he is now. So obviously, he's probably lost a lot of weight. Uh, I mean, he's a big guy. So I don't know how well he can go. But you also have to think, how much did they hold him back in WWE? Like, how much... Uh, was he allowed to do I know he had to work this big man style like you know don't sell a lot don't hit the fun moves don't do this don't do that I wonder if he's going to come in here and shock everybody with this like you know almost Lance Archer-esque style where he's a big dude uh, doing not only big dude moves but uh, also doing some some pretty cool shit I mean we saw a a nice uh, off the top rope drop kick from him once but I'm just saying, a big dude, you know, hitting some some crazier shit than we're used to would be, I don't know, fresh of breath air. But he's also an older guy. Uh, you know, we got to give them a little bit of leeway. I, I think he's probably here for more of the, the commentary side. In my opinion, I think he's probably looking for some longevity in the wrestling business, some more, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? 
you know, basically when he hangs up his hat, he can he can move over to the the booth for good and and become a great commentator commentator for AEW or if you know if WWE ends up picking him back up after this deal, he could be you know in the commentating lane. I guess, but I'm excited to see what they bring with him, what they do with him, what storylines they create with him. I know he is going to be on this AEW Dark Elevation. Um, horrible name for a show. And what the fuck? So now we have two darks that we have to start watching. I don't, I'm hoping that this AEW Dark Elevation is, uh, you know, what dark is now, like more of the younger guys and, you know, uh, and some AEW talent mixing it up, uh, more of like a um, NXT, you know what I mean? What that used to be, like a performance center type of show. And then Dark goes back, damn, hit the mic. Um, Dark goes back to being like AEW talent versus AEW talent and storylines mixed in. Like, Because uh, if it's you know an hour-long YouTube show on Monday, two hours long of Dark on Tuesday, and then a two-hour-long show on fucking Wednesday, plus a pay-per-view that fucking week. Like, I it's too much. It's too much content. You're you're oversaturating the market, as Cody likes to say that they never will do. Um, I wonder this if this is uh, also like. I know Tony Khan said dark isn't going anywhere. So maybe dark will get chopped down to what it used to be the 30, 45 minutes. Uh, this dark on Monday is the, you know, the bigger, longer content with storylines and blah, blah, blah mixed in. Um, and I wonder if they're trying to uh, not have direct competition with impact since they're kind of partnering with them on that Tuesday time slot. So maybe this is just a move to give them a little bit more eyes on the impact product. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, why do that? Plus, we still have that that fucking hour-long show that they said, uh, you know, that they would be speaking more, like, about it soon, giving us more details on what it's going to be when when they had more information, I guess. I, I don't know. All of this is just, uh, it seems like too much. Uh, I mean... It, let's Let's just hope it's something fantastic. I mean, if the big show is signed on to do the commentary for this show. Obviously, he's not going to sign up to be some, you know, AEW dark nonsense. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to, uh, you know, do this. I mean, the way that it's described is dark. Like, in the press release, you can go read it for yourself. I'm not going to reread it on this show. Um, It just sounds exactly like what dark is now. So... But Dark used to be a fun show. If you go back to like the first couple of episodes, it was like matches like, you know, Kenny versus Joey Janela in a hardcore match. It was uh, just barn burning matches that were awesome um, and that we all wanted to see. Like we were all stoked to see like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And the people that were there live got to see those matches uh, and would you know, boast about them. You guys are in for a treat tonight uh, or, you know, next week on dark, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, a lot of people kept it, uh, you know, close to the hip. I mean, you did see the spoilers cause you know, people suck. I don't know why they do that kind of stuff, but um, I don't know. I, it just, it was a more fun show. So hopefully maybe dark is going to go back to that 
and actually have like points and storylines and it actually integrates with dynamite and it, it, it all makes fucking sense. And then this elevation maybe goes to what dark is now. And it's just padding records with all these local talents and, and weeding out the, you know, the really, really, really rusty green guys that we've seen in some of these dark matches. And, uh, and, you know, getting, getting the, the diamonds in the rough, like, uh, you know, we've got Alan angels out of it. We've gotten, uh, Danny limelight, a look at him, which is, was awesome. Uh, you know, Anna J like so many people, Sean Dean, shorty Lee Johnson, um, and Aaron solo, like all these great people that have come out of these, this, uh, COVID era dark, uh, that we've seen a lot of. So, Maybe maybe we'll get more of that stuff on that Monday show. I feel like I'm talking a lot about this, but it just it's I mean it's big news, man. It's a whole nother subject that we're gonna have to cover. I'm gonna have to come up with new <laughs> new shit to um new segments, new uh new intros to those segments. God, it's a lot of work. Um the other little bit of news, we'll talk more in it at the end of this next uh, segment we're going to talk about, but Anna J injured, uh, six to 12 months. Uh, you know, I found out about it on Twitter before all those matches took place on Monday. Um, I wonder if she hurt it during the match and not training, like, cause most of this stuff was pre-taped obviously. So I wonder if she had the match with Britt Baker and got hurt. So they re-taped it with, uh, this, um, you know, Maddie Renkowski girl, um, I don't know for sure. They, they say it was during training, but who knows, but without further ado, let's get into this women's championship eliminator tournament. Fucking stupid name. It was this Monday's content. Uh, first match was Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose. Uh, Nyla Rose, I mean, tossing this girl around, uh, fucking Ty Conti coming out with those V trigger type knees, uh, those arm drags, the, the hammerlock DDT was dope. Uh, the death Valley driver on the stage was a holy shit moment for me, um, by Nyla Rose. Uh, I mean, this match to me was the best of the night for sure. Uh, it was, it was pretty good. I wish this match would have been on dynamite. Like this was a great match between the two of them. Uh, a lot of back and forth, but, you know, beast bomb for the win. Uh, Nyla Rose moving on to face uh, whoever wins against Maddie Renkowski and Britt Baker, which I think we all know who's winning there. Uh, next match was Emi Sakura versus Yuka Sakazaki. Um, it was a crucifix pin. Yuka wins. Uh, I did not watch a lot. I had to skip a lot of this match. I mean, Yuka Sakazaki is great, and I like seeing her work, but Emi Sakura, man, is just mm, boring. I mean, she's boring. She's boring. I uh, just can't. I don't know. Can't get into her. Uh, same with this next match, match Aja Kong versus uh, Ryo um, Mizunami. Um I mean, it was a count out. I mean, Rio wins. And it was a long fucking match. Like, just terribly long. Aja Kong really looking tired. I think they shot all these in one night is what it looks like. Uh, because she looks extremely tired in this match. And she wasn't really working. I mean, she's a she's a legend, like they say over there. So she's, you know, she works a, a totally different style. Uh, the other girl was 
pretty much she screams a lot. Like, I mean, just a lot, a lot. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> uh, that Yuka Zakazaki, uh, beats her in the next round, which I think is going to happen. I think it's going to end up coming down to, uh, Yuka Zakazaki and, uh, um, either Nyla Rose or Thunder Rosa. So I don't know if Rio is going to get another title shot already. I mean, it would seem kind of pointless. I also don't, I, I don't see Nyla getting it either already. Another title shot. Maybe Thunder Rosa finally is the one who dethrones Sheeta. I mean, that would be pretty fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, Count out by Rio. She wins. This next match was Maddie Renkowski versus Britt Baker. I mean, attacking from the entrance right away, uh, swinging neck breaker on the stage, uh, the lockjaw for the win, uh, and curb stomp afterwards, really, uh, you know, sinking her teeth into this Maddie girl. Um, that was really it for this Monday's content. So the next match is weird. It's going to be shown on BR Live, not. Or, or it's going to be sh- shown on Bleacher Report Live, this the website, not even the app. It, it's a fucking stupid bullshit. Like, just put it on fucking YouTube if you have to, or put it on Dark or on Dynamite, the shit that we already watch. I don't, God, I don't understand this. Why do I have to fucking try to find your shit? Just put it on the normal stuff so this it's fucking easier for us. It's, I mean, it's free content. It's going to be a great match. I understand that. And it's promoting Bleacher Report Live. And they need some, you know. But they have their pay-per-views on there. They get enough traction from AEW. They don't need a free fucking, like, basically a YouTube match that they could put on anywhere. I mean, it's Riho versus Thunder Rosa. It's, it, I mean, if they don't pull out a barn burner, I, none of these women can then. Because, I mean, this is a match made that should do very well. I just don't understand why it's not going to be on that same night. And there's going to be a couple other matches. I think a couple six-man tag matches uh, between some of the Joshi girls and then some of the American girls. Not in the same match. Just like different iterations of uh, these matches. Uh, I think Sheeta with a couple girls and then uh, Emi Sakura on the other side with a, a, you know, whatever. Whoever else... <laughs> she has with her. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I, I hope they figured that shit out soon. I know with the travel restrictions with COVID and stuff like that, that's why this is all fucked up. But at the same time, just, uh, just put it on YouTube. And if they say during this broadcast that, oh, this is going to be replayed on Tuesday's YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, good. I can turn this fucking shit off and I can go watch it tomorrow. Because I don't care about Bleacher Report. I don't. I, I, I only watch the pay-per-views on there because it's easier. It, that's plain and simple than going through my cable service to purchase the pay-per-view. Um, let's just get into Dark. Let's finally get into Dark this week. This long episode of Dark. So some of these matches, I'm just going to tell you who won. Some of the other ones are, are pretty good. But... Let's run through this. So the first match was John Skyler versus Brian Cage. Powerbomb slash drill claw for the win. Short, short match. 
Um, next one was Lee Johnson versus Serpentico. This was actually a really good match. I really like this match. Uh, uh, the super kick and low DDT from Serpentico was cool. Uh, but blue thunder bomb for the win here. Lee Johnson picking up a win over Serpentico. Uh, the next match was Eddie Kingston versus JD Drake. Uh, big chops from both of these guys, man. This, this big, uh, this big dude kind of came in hard and was chopping the shit out of him. I mean, he looks like he, I don't know. He looks like the old style of wrestling, but with like a a baby Huey fucking look to him. I I don't know. It's really weird. Um, But yeah, there was a a cool Vader bomb from this guy. Uh, I mean, he can really move for being a fucking, you know, a big, uh, bigger guy. You know what I'm saying? He did a moonsault missing, but uh, you know, Eddie Kingston hitting that spinning back fist for the win here. Um, yeah, Eddie Kingston picking up another little win here on Dark. Next match, Layla Hirsch versus Brooke Havoc. I watched this match closely because this was Cody's, like, his protege, he said. Uh, this is the girl that he's really putting a lot of time into. She seemed very nervous, and, uh, she I mean, she seems really tiny. Obviously, she's very young. Um, uh, the delayed uh, vertical suplex from uh, Layla Hirsch was nice. The fucking German she hit on this girl was nuts. Layla Hirsch just, I mean, just slamming girls. Um, and then that arm bar for the win here. Uh, you know, Havoc tapping out very quickly. But it was an okay match. A little bit of stuttering here and there. And a little bit of where should I go kind of thing. But obviously that's to be expected. She's a brand new student. Barely, uh, you know, in the wrestling game. Cody's a little protege. So let's give her some time. Um, I, I, I definitely am excited to see what he can, uh, you know, what knowledge he can instill in this girl to, uh, bring her to the table. Um, after this, we had angel fashion and VSK versus Jurassic express back flipping power bomb combo for the win short match for uh Jurassic express, not expected. I expected them to have one of those big, long, you know, dragged out matches, but they got this done quick. And it was to show the aggression that they have towards FTR, you know, really going in after them. But after this, we had Max Caster versus Marco Stunt. I mean, who he says, who left Jungle Boy in the dryer? <laughs> Dude, Max Caster is fucking hysterical. Uh, the avalanche suplex to set up the elbow drop uh, for the win here. Max Caster picking up a win off for Marco Stunt. Um, stop licking people's hands, man. You're fucking weird. It's just it's just gone too far. Okay. Um, next match was Chris Peaks in Louis Valley versus uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. John is strong as fuck, dude. He tossed these dudes around. Beat the shit out of them. Picked them both up and Samoa dropped them. Um, the Dark Destroyer for the win here. Uh, picking up a win. Padding that record for the Dark Order. Uh, next one was Kip versus Fuego Del Sol. Uh, Ford was looking incredible in this match. She wasn't in the match, but she was around the ring. Man, I miss me some Penelope Ford wrestling. Can't wait to see her get back in the ring. Uh, Deathly Hollows for the win. We haven't seen that one in a while. I th- see. I thought it was a different move. I don't know what that move is called. It's when he like puts him on the ropes and then does like a 
I don't know if it's a suplex or a DDT with their legs on the ropes. Uh, he was doing that for a while. I thought that was the Deathly Hollows, but I guess this is. Who knows? Who really fucking cares? Um, Kip Sabian's gear looks a lot more like Penelope's gear. I wonder when they're going to bring out those uh, mixed tag uh, matches. I wonder if if this Cody match with Jade and Red Velvet, if it goes over really well with everybody wrestling like that. I wonder. I wonder if we start to see you know more mixed tag on Dynamite. I think it'd be... I think it'd be cool. I think the matchups would be awesome. Obviously, Kenny and Riho or Kenny and uh, Sheeta, you know, something like that would probably work. Uh, Kip and Penelope. They had that match on the Jericho Cruise, uh, and it was actually really fucking entertaining. So hopefully they do do something like that. Um, but yeah, Kip picking up the win over Fuego del Sol. Still not hitting that Tornado DDT. We are probably going to see that once he wrestles QT and beats him. Because I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, next match was Varsity Blondes versus the Infantry. Dude, I really like both of these teams. This was a great match. Um, the Infantry is so fucking dope. I really like their gimmick. Uh, slice bread half and half with a body splash combo from the infantry looked really awesome and then that drop kick uh power bomb combo for the win for the varsity blondes i kind of pitched this to them man they should do a venture bros uh like silhouette t-shirt with the v holding up you know what i'm talking about how the venture bros do that if you've ever watched the venture brothers you know exactly what i'm talking about but vb varsity blondes uh venture brothers just never mind uh <laughs> so last match uh, no, this wasn't the last match because Dark was extremely fucking long this week. This was Ryan Nemeth versus Aaron Solo. Uh, neck breaker for the win. It kind of a shitty fucking finisher. I mean, a lot of people have a, a neck breaker here, buddy. You can come up with something different. Uh, and then Peter and uh, Cesar Bononi beating down Solo after after the win. Are they making a new stable? Uh, pretty Peter Avalon just like recruiting some of these uh some of these guys man maybe he maybe he's creating his own stable of arrogant fucking heels to think they're good looking you know the holly he calls himself the hollywood hunk cesar bononi uh, doesn't talk but he's big uh and he sounds like i don't know he's french or something so pretty peter avalon uh making his own stable here at least having the back of one hollywood hunk ryan nemeth um, the next match was Diamante and Ivelisse versus, uh, Miranda, Miranda, uh, fuck her last name. I can't, Elise, Miranda, Elise, I, maybe that's what it is. And then Renee Michelle, Renee Michelle looks good, man. I really like her look. Um, her gear looks good. She's got somewhat clean work in the ring. I, you know, you start to see that it might be Diamante and Ivelisse that are the, you know, kind of scratchy because you see other tag matches in the women's division go well, but it seems like they can't pull out a, just a flawlessly clean tag match. Like they haven't in a while. Um, but anyways, that two knees, two slam, two kick for the win. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. They just double team. They double up on all these moves and then pin them. It, it's kind of unimpressive to me, uh, for two badass, you know, uh, 
Latino girls that that really are stiff with people, this this ending here to these matches has been kind of lackluster for me. Uh, next match was Top Flight versus Tony Vega and Steven Stetson. Uh, drop kick to the face in the turnbuckle for the win. Uh, it's that that double team they do where he, he puts him up on the turnbuckle, like pulls his head down to where it's up against the turnbuckle, and the younger brother runs drop kicks. Uh, also another move where I'm like, this is – this isn't that impressive for a finisher here, guys. Uh, pull something else out, uh, at least in my opinion. Next match was uh, Joey and Sonny and Bear Country versus Mbadu, Levy Shapiro, uh, Daniel Joseph, Aaron Fry. Uh, that electric chair splash combo for the win here. Not, I don't know. Joey and Sonny and Bear Country. I like Bear Country. I like Joey and Sonny, but this match was kind of... All over the place for me. Not a whole lot of uh, um, bang for your buck. You know what I mean? Uh, next match was Ryzen and uh, Baron Black versus uh, Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Uh, the assisted martinis for the win. Very fucking sloppy uh, ending to this match. Uh, next match was Tesha Price versus Kylan King. Man, Tesha's new gear looks great. That like dark pink and black gear looked awesome um the kingdom falls for the win i think that's what she's calling it uh but both girls have talent for this division i i could see either one tesha price or kylan king uh getting you know uh moved up into the you know the all elite blah 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 i think they both have what it takes to to get into those positions so we'll see what happens there now we're at the main event. The main event of Dark was SCU versus TH2 versus the Seidel brothers. Now these are not the si- the same Seidel brothers that we saw versus FTR. No, no, no. These were a little bit more sloppy, more TH2-like uh, Seidel brothers. So I wonder if this was the before the FTR match because the FTR match, they were clean. They were precise. They really worked well with FTR. And that was, you know, my match of the week. So uh, this match was not. Uh, TH2, another sloppy uh, match for them. Seidel Brothers, not looking so good. CD, not looking that great. Frankie Kazarian, looking great in this match. Uh, Reverse DDT for the SCU win. Not breaking up yet. Continuing the storyline. If they lose... They're donezo, and CD will probably retire around that soon is my prediction, but, um, you know, oh, well. Uh, But, you know, after dark, we normally get right into the official homework of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, the official homework of the week is a segment where I give you guys a match. You guys tell me what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at jayinglert88 or at 100elitepod. Look me up. Hit that follow button. I'll follow you back and tell me what you think of the homework this week. Just shoot me. Uh, you know, just tag me in a little message saying, man, I thought the homework was great. Go check it out on YouTube. You can just watch the highlights. You can watch the full match. But this match this week is AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the IWGP Intercontinental title at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Uh, so yeah, hit me up. Tell me what you guys think of the match. I'd love to hear it. 
uh, hear your thoughts because I thought this was a great match. Um, but without further ado, after the homework, we always get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast that is dynamite. They started Dynamite off really hot. Um, it was, you know, Mox coming out versus Ryan Nemeth. Uh, that forearm barrage to start this, man, was awesome. The paradigm shift for the win. Uh, you know, I wish Mox would have been a little bit uh, more, you know, dominant in this, in my opinion, Ryan Nemeth. But also, at the same time, I'm starting to learn why they give... Some of these guys that we don't think, uh, you know, are top stars. The rub from these guys, you know, give them a little bit of time, obviously. Uh, I mean, because you can't just steamroll everybody with all of your top guys at all times because then you never make new fucking stars. Um, so Ryan Nemeth getting a little bit of offense here, but, you know, paradigm shift for the win, obviously. And then Mox cutting a promo on this exploding barbed wire Deathmatch. From the moment that I woke up in the morning without the AW World Championship, I knew that I would do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. I will crawl through the mud, I will crawl through barbed wire and landmines, whatever it takes to get back to the top and take the hill. Turns out, turns out that's exactly what I'm gonna have to do. What comes to your mind, what images come to your mind when you hear the words exploding, barbed wire, deathmatch? What images come to your mind? Fire, blood, burns, torture, agony. Vintage Japanese wrestling magazines. How do these images make you feel? Are you disgusted, revolted? Do your palms sweat? Do your hands shake? Or do you get a sick thrill? Let me tell you what these images mean to me, how they make me feel. And it's part of the reason why I've made every mistake, every bad choice you can think of throughout the course of my life. I, I'm an addict. I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to being in this ring, to living close to the flame. I'm addicted to the feeling of coming out here, all the blood, sweat, and tears from the bottom of my soul, laying my soul bare in the ring every night. That's the feeling I can't get enough of. So the thought, the idea of the exploding barbed wire death match, it's too attractive. It pulls me in. I can't resist it, even if it is some kind of trap laid by Kenny Omega and his boys. Kenny, you are not the first in a long line, a long, sad line of guys that tried to take me out. Everybody in this building, everybody watching at home, everybody who's been me in every town and every city in any state and every country all around this earth who's been with me who's stuck by me through everything you will know 
And when it's all said and done, I gave you everything that I had. And if it is all over, if it does come to an end at Revolution, live on pay-per-view and an exploding barbed wire death match, that adrenaline, that violence, that feeling that I can't get enough of, hell. That seems like a perfect way, a hell of a way to go out. I mean, is is John Moxley talking about uh, the you know the end of this run, the end of him and Kenny Omega, maybe his way out for a little while? Um, I don't know. This is weird, man. Uh, is he gonna go do the Japan thing for a while? Is that why he's you know that that you know this is making me think already? Kenny's gonna win this. Moxley's gonna go off to Japan for a while and you know maybe do some impact stuff for a while like you know do the rounds before he comes back um you know to maybe face Kenny or run a different storyline I don't know it seems it just this promo you know as as nice as it was and as as cool as what you know how uh passionate he was and stuff like that you know Mox beat him the last time I don't think Kenny's given up that belt anytime soon I mean, he's on too hot of a streak right now uh, to just give it give it on up. So, uh, and I mean, he's on a hot streak like he's been having killer matches. The cleaners back, like everything about Kenny that we wanted is is in his character right now. So I don't think Moxley's taking the belt off of him anytime soon. God, I just squeaked again. Um, so then we had this uh, promo between Lance Archer and Ray Phoenix. Um, I mean, they pretty much was just talking about the, you know, getting the entryway for this ladder match, the face of the uh, company TNT title shot. Um, whoever wins this six six way uh, ladder match, uh, the people who are already in it are Cody, Pentagon Jr., and Scorpio Sky. Now, Scorpio Sky has been out uh, for an injury for like. I don't know, man, like seven weeks, something like that, seven months, not seven months, seven weeks, I think it's been, um, why would I say months, that's a long last time, uh, but yeah, he's been hurt for a while, he's been, uh, you know, recovering from an injury, doing his podcast thing, stuff like that, um, but yeah, so Archer and Phoenix were kind of, uh, you know, Archer's like, you know, as great as it's been teaming with you, like, I'm ready to, you know, get in there and uh, you mess you up, man. And Ray Phoenix in Spanish tells Alex uh, Abrahantes or whatever his last name is, um, you know, he says something in Spanish and, he, you know, Archer's like, what What did he say? What, tell me what he said. And he's like, he said, you were the worst partner he's ever had. And then Ray Phoenix goes, the worst. <laughs> It was so fucking funny. Um, Archer and him kind of get into a little brawl backstage, uh, you know, setting up the heat for the match, the main event of tonight, which we will get into that fucking match. Oh, my God. Um, after this, we had Starks and Cage versus the Varsity Blondes. I loved this match. I really thought it was fun. Uh, they work so well together. Pillman hitting the steps, though. I mean, he ate the corner of that steps uh, on Twitter. He's like, I broke my rib, uh, you know, that broke my fall. Uh, but other than that, I'm okay. And he looked like he hit the corner of it straight on there. 
Oh, man, if you missed that spot, go back and watch it. It's on the outside, on the steel steps. He catches his his ribs so fucking hard. And, and I, I literally like, oh, God, that looks like it fucking hurt. And I was like, I'm just glad he didn't gouge the side of him with the stairs. Like, you know, like really... I mean, the metal stairs are unfucking forgiven. So he could literally puncture the side of him if he hits it at that right angle and could have just started bleeding everywhere. Um, that would not have been good whatsoever. But uh, he kept in it and kept working hard as fuck, man. Uh, Pillman taking a lot of the damage after this. It was, I mean, that's a veteran move right there. You get that hurt because he said it's, I mean, he's probably going to be purple uh, for a while. But uh, Griff Garrison getting in that hot tag, the big splash, uh, dropkick powerbomb uh, for two, um, and then the big spear and a drill claw for the win here. Starks and Cage picking up the win, uh, padding that record for this uh, street fight match that they have against Darby and Sting. Um, And then the Darby and Sting promo video hits, and it's Sting driving in this car, dragging a a body bag in the desert. And, uh, you know, you you hear it stop and, uh, you know, Darby Allen sits up after getting unzipped and this big fucking smile on his face. Like basically, bitch, I will do this shit for fun. You guys think dragging me off in a body bag hurt me? I do this shit for fun. Look at this fucking smile. Like you never see him smile. So it was, it was definitely different, but I got it. I was like, oh, he's literally telling them that what you do to me does not phase me. I hurt myself for fun. Uh, so you guys have nothing on me. And then Sting comes out with, uh, with somebody in a body bag. And I'm like, why would he drag out Darby? And then he opens it in its fucking hook. And Taz was on commentary during this time. And he goes, what the what, uh, you know, and he starts, I think he says shit. He runs uh, off a of commentary to go help his boy. Uh, Sting gets in the ring and, um, you know, starts going after Starks and uh, Cage. Fucking Darby Allen zip lines into the ring. Uh, you know, obviously they panned away for a little bit because obviously he's strapped in. So he's got to unstrap real quick. And then they both start beating down uh, Darby Allen gets uh starks out of the ring uh sting has cage in the corner and now i'm like stinger splash stinger splash he hits the stinger splash and then the scorpion death drop it was fucking awesome uh i could not get enough of this this was awesome i i really I really like the fact that Sting got over. The only thing I will say that I fucking cannot stand about any of this is stop advertising all this Sting. Like, can we just be surprised? Like, what happened to that? I just want to be surprised by this shit. If you, you know, obviously next week, find out what happens between blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, Tony Khan says we got a match coming up next week. Uh, you know, whatever. I understand that, but I like the surprises, man. If somebody's going to come out and talk after a match, don't tell me that they're going to do it. So then I expect it. It just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It seems like it's fuckery going on. I like the surprise. I like hearing the music going, oh shit, 
that's, you know, so-and-so he's coming in, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, I love the surprise. I love not knowing what's going on. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those feelings that brings you back to when you watched wrestling as a kid. Uh, and that's what we, you know, all, all of us who are big fans of it, obviously, we all look for that moment, that moment of, um, like, this is cool again. You know what I mean? It's not predictable. I hate when shit's like, oh, this guy's winning. Obviously, like the first match, Mox versus Ryan Nemeth. Obviously, Ryan wasn't winning at all. Uh, but the promo at the end made it worth watching. You know what I mean? It made the storyline work. Um, but yeah, anyways, after this uh, after this Sting stuff, they had Miro and Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Um, you know, basically talking about how the wedding, the wedding was ruined and how, uh, Miro's basically saying, you know, Charles, you can come back still. You can come home. You can, you know, be my, my young boy again. You can be my butler. It's okay. I'll forgive you. And then Tony Schiavone, uh, gets handed a note from, I think like very Morales or whatever his name is. And, uh, or angel fashion. One of the two, it's one of those two guys. Um, and, it says, will you wrestle us at Revolution? Yes, no, maybe uh, hugs and kisses or something like that. And Miro's like, look at this childish shit. Stop being a child. Uh, you know, you got to be a man, Charles, blah, blah, blah. You're hanging out with these little kitty guys like Orange Cassidy. Um, chews up the paper, puts it in his mouth, chews it up, and spits it at Tony Schiavone. Um, man, I wish Miro would get out and do his own thing, and I wish... Kip and Penelope would, um, I don't know. I don't know if he should go back just being her manager again like he was for a while or if he just needs more of a storyline where he's not just like, you know, kissing my woman all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just joking. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want from them. I, I They need a storyline that, you know, makes me actually give a shit. And what's weird is... We all started to really get into Kip, Penelope, and Jimmy Havoc before all this stuff came out about Jimmy Havoc and how, you know, when he got fired and all that stuff. Like, we all got interested in whatever the fuck their tag team name was. Uh, you know, and he was wearing the suit with the blood all over it and like shit was getting cool with them. And it, you know, it seems like as soon as that was done, like the pivot to this wedding stuff and Miro has just been, you know, fallen flat for me. Um, you know, I love Penelope Ford, obviously. Um, I think she needs more matches in the ring and less time doing this fucking bullshit. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion. The next segment match, whatever was Brandon Cutler versus Jake Hager. See, now I loved this match because you know, Jake Hager slamming Brandon Cutler on the stage um, when he was coming out to help the Bucks last week. So there's a reason for this match to happen. They kind of, you know, put it over on BTE like, oh, yeah, we got you a match. Don't worry. It's uh, versus Jake Hager. And Brandon Cutler is like, what? And they're like, no, 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 no. You, you, you'll get him. You'll get him back, man. This is this is your time. He's like, oh, yeah. And they kind of convince him uh, that it's a good idea. I like these matches because you never know with AEW. With WWE, it's always predictable. Uh, I mean, obviously, we we kind of knew the outcome here. But if Brandon Cutler picked up a win on Jake Hager, can you imagine? 
You know what I mean? I like Brandon Cutler. I, I think the only way he's going to get over and be able to grow and have more time on Dynamite is if they give him matches on Dynamite. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about, well, I didn't care about this match and it's bullshit and uh, we obviously knew who's going to win. They could be pushing Brandon Cutler. You don't know. He's been doing an incredible job. His moveset has been flawless here lately. Um, he's been working his ass off to get one of these spots and I think you know in my opinion he deserves something I think he's put in his time on dark he's had match after match after match I mean he had the longest losing streak for a while him and Peter Avalon I mean it's I don't know it was about time they gave him a win he didn't get the win here but I wish he would have um obviously the wheelbarrow suplex uh times two was awesome um, huge clothesline for the win by Jake Hager. Inner circle beating down on uh, Cutler. Young Bucks coming in, saving the day. And then Young Bucks calling out MJF and Jericho, telling them, you know, screw revolution. Let's come down right now. Let's do this. And uh, Jericho and M- MJF get up on the Titan Tron or whatever they fucking call it, the big screen. And uh, basically, dude. Like, hey, Bucks, up here, look what we got. And they, they're they beating the shit out of Papa Buck, bloodied up with this uh, fake blood, uh, still a cool moment, and slam him up against the, the fucking, uh, you know, semi-truck with the Young Bucks' faces on them, and the blood smearing across their face. It was really sim- symbiotic, but uh, I like them beating up their dad and, you know, MJF and Jericho getting a little bit more heat on this match. I love... Uh, the fact that Matt was so like uh, passionate when he was coming out there, you know, uh, yelling at them to get in the ring now. Let's do this now. Fuck the pay-per-view. Um, I don't know. thought it was a cool moment. I really like this segment. I like this storyline now. I'm kind of sold on it. Uh, let's see what they do next week. You know that they're going to set something up for the pay-per-view, like coming right off the rails. Let's get into this Shaq and Cody and Jade Cargill and Red Velvet like promo uh, like vignette slash like hype video that they have because it's coming next week, not the pay-per-view next week. I I need this to be great. I need Shaq to work well. Uh, you know, um, Paul White and Shaq uh, were supposed to have this big match. So I wonder if this was all kind of I don't know, planned, and if it's going to be planned now, like, are we going to get Shaq versus the Giant, Um, but all in all, I'm really, really looking forward to Jade and Red Velvet going after it, Uh, in this promo package, they show Jade a little bit in the ring, and she's literally pressing people, just lifting these girls above her head, uh, and holding them up there. I I can't wait to see what kind of powerhouse style she brings, this Glamazon style, as I'm calling it. Um, I think she looks great. But Red Velvet, man, she's also on Unrestricted Podcast this week, uh, AEW's Unrestricted, um, and talks about her getting into the business, her working dark. Uh, you know, I mean, she kind of talks in character at the beginning of it, like most of it, and kind of is putting over the match, putting over... Uh, you know, her storyline with Brandy and getting beat up and doing all that kind of stuff. So uh, the interview is great, though. I suggest that you go check it out. There's um, speaking of, you know, people on 
stuff like that. Inside the Ropes has Kenny Omega on there. He's talking about the barbed wire death match. Go check that one out. Tony Khan was also on the Wrestling Observer Radio with Brian Alvarez. Uh, and he talks a lot about the, you know, other show. So basically they're going to have four fucking TV shows. I, I mean, geez, old Pete's, uh, that's a lot of fucking content, two things of dark and then two TNT shows two YouTube, two TNTs. It's, it's a crap ton of content. Um, the next match was Isaiah Cassidy versus Hangman Adam Page. Hangman throwing around Cassidy at first. Big clothesline by him. I mean, stiff, stiff clothesline over the rail uh, by fucking Hangman. He really leveled Isaiah Cassidy in this. Uh, Matt gets kicked out for trying to get involved uh, because three and four, Silver and Reynolds come out and basically just tell on him. Like, <laughs> get him out of here. And so they, Aubrey Edwards throws him out of the fucking match. Um, you know, the catching Death Valley driver was super fucking cool. Hangman is on fire in this match. He He's on fire in most of his matches and, and the way he's been working the dead eye, hitting the dead eye for a win. We don't get to see that out often. We normally see the buckshot, but the dead eye is an awesome move. Uh, hangman Adam Page picking up a win over one of uh, Matt Hardy's little little VIP private party guys. Um, but Dark Order helping, helping out and kind of just getting the nod and and uh, you know going on about their business. This is this is great storytelling from them on BTE this week. Uh, you know because it started off as the Dark Order saying, fuck Hangman, and chanting, and Hangman kind of joining in, like, yeah, fuck Hangman, and now this week on BTE, the whole script has turned, and the Dark Order is, you know, they're a big babyface team, obviously, now, I, I, I've i told you guys this before, but um, I think no matter what they do, no matter how, you know, dastardly they think that they're being heelish they are, we're always going to cheer for them, uh, it, it, I mean, they've just... Um, that tribute show is, is something that'll go down in history. Anybody in the dark order is going to be a baby face from now on. Uh, but they started chanting hangman fucks. It's sounds so ridiculous, but, uh, it's just the, it's long-term storytelling on BTE skits that are paying off, uh, onto dynamite. I don't know. It's really cool. It's really cool how they're doing this. Uh, it's heartwarming to have them all be chanting and cheering, um, you know, hangman and, and just becoming friends. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so after this, uh, segment, we have, uh, a little promo from Kenny and he's like down in his, uh, like wood shop, metal shop dungeon. And he's building the fucking exploding barbed wire death match, or as he was calling it, uh, John Moxley's uh, elimination chamber, uh, eliminator chamber. What the fuck did he call it? He basically came close to calling it the uh, the elimination chamber. Um, fuck, what did he call it? It's so funny. Um, execution chamber. Shit. He basically is trying to kill John Moxley. He's building this shit, slamming around uh, fucking hammers while people are grinding in the background. That's the only reason I didn't play this promo is because it was extremely hard to listen uh, to them talk when you had the grinders going off. Just fucking, I mean, 
just it'll deafen you if I played that shit. Um, but nice little thing, moving the storyline along. After this, we get a fan fucking tastic match. I thought these girls uh, just burned it to the ground in, in the best way. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Nyla tossing Britt Baker around at first. Britt Baker, like, you know, getting a little uh, frustrated, walking out of the ring. Looks like she's about to leave. She comes back in, um, you know, and Baker was, like, picking apart her her arm. Actually, it picked a body part and started picking after it. It was, it was nice to see her have some good psychology in her match. Uh, the avalanche suplex into the, the buckle, buckle suplex was nice. Um, nasty neck breaker to Brit, um, uh, countered the fucking lockjaw and deadlifts Brit, um, Brit hitting that super kick, um, you know, hitting the crucifix bomb into a lockjaw countered and gets her and hits her with the, the beast bomb. Uh, but Brit kicks out at two, man. It was it started becoming an awesome match. Uh, the super kick and then countered into the beast bomb for the win here. Uh, Nyla Rose picking up the win, going on to face whoever wins this stupid BR fucking live match uh, this coming week. Um, Thunder Rosa and Riho. So we'll see who comes out on top there they'll be facing Nyla I mean we've already seen the the Riho and Nyla a million times we've already seen Riho versus Sheeta we've already seen Nyla versus Sheeta so I think Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta is going to be the outcome uh, of this um, at least I hope so and it would be it would be cool if Thunder Rosa became the women's champion you know what I mean Serena Deeb the NWA champion and uh, Thunder Rosa, the AEW Women's Champion, not being signed here would be would be strange. It would bring a whole new meaning to their partnership. Um, after this, uh, you know, FTR and Jurassic Express putting on their little promo segments, getting over their match. Marco Stunt talking a whole bunch of shit about uh, Tully Blanchard wrestling next week. His first match in a long fucking time. FTR obviously pulling this guy out of retirement. Um, they're probably going to carry the shit out of this match. Um, I, I think it's great though. DDP had that one one last great match uh, that he had he got to have. And he, he said he loved every fucking minute of it. So this is totally Blanchard's time to do that. And I mean, hell, we might... We might see a great match out of him with FTR. It just might be one of those matches that, um, you know, just all clicks, all comes together, and and they end up pulling it out. I th- that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so we'll see. We'll see next week. Um, it's a six-man Jurassic Express versus FTR and Tully Blanchard. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, but without further ado, let's get right into this main event of the evening. It was Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix uh, for a shot in that six-man um, fucking ladder match. Uh, this is this match was insane, absolutely insane. Lance Archer working that that style that he does, the big man hybrid, uh, you know, still doing moonsault, still in walking the ropes, moonsault, like just crazy shit. Phoenix is nuts. He's absolutely nuts. Like I said, throws caution to the wind, uses 
those fucking ropes like nobody else does. I think he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now. I mean, he's all he's he's all go. He's just he's got that pedal with a brick uh, tied to it, and it's just floored. Um, you know, he when he does the tope suicidos, um, he fucking flies hits the dude and will land almost perfectly on the fucking barricade sitting on it. That's how fast he goes. It's nuts. Um, huge fucking chops from both of them, just chopping the fuck out of each other. Uh, big frog splash from Phoenix was awesome. Uh, stiff shot by Archer in this clothesline. Um, and then the type rope walk by, uh, by Ray Phoenix sweet, uh, you know, the type rope kick that he does. He walks across the, the top of the rope and kicks him in the face. It's pretty nice. Uh, the sweet rolling in reverse cutter. I love how it, like, you don't expect it to, to work out at the end. Cause they, they dodge the moonsault and he rolls up and hops up and leaps up in there and grabs this dude's neck, like, and slams it down into the mat. Uh, just a just an incredible match, man. It really was a Spanish fly by Ray Ray Phoenix, the Fisherman Buster by Archer, uh, the buck, fucking big shoulder charge by Archer. Really, uh, you know, putting putting the end to this match, like uh, you know, hitting the buckle bomb into a choke slam, a holy shit moment, and then hitting that blackout for the win. Uh, Lance Archer going over here, getting into that tournament. Um, there's an, a match next week, 10 versus Max Caster to see who's in this. So let's just say, let's say Max Caster wins. So it's going to be Max Caster, uh, Scorpio Sky, Cody, Pentagon Jr., Lance Archer, and somebody else. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a big, big name for it. Uh, at least I'm hoping. But um, fuck, it should be Spears. If, if I'm being completely honest, you should have Spears go in there and it should come all the way down to, to him and Cody. And he should finally get that win over Cody. It, it needs to go to either Spears or Sky. Spears or Sky being in that match would be amazing um, going against Darby. But those are two people that you really want them to get the belt. I wonder if making Pentagon win this match and him just getting a title shot versus Darby, because, you know, Pentagon doesn't really need to win to be over. He's way over. He doesn't need the belt. Uh, but I think people like Sky and um, fucking Sean Spears needs that belt. I, I really do to to put them on that next level because they've been stuck in those dark ruts and they've been stuck in the tag teams and they've been stuck with these gimmicks. I just think to break out of all those molds, they need to win something like this, get in in the TNT championship match and just win it. Just get, you know, um, I don't expect Darby to have some super long reign, um, especially because the amount of matches that he's had, he's at like one, maybe two as the TNT champion. Um, so I expect him to lose that belt rather quick just because, uh, it's not like Cody who was wrestling every fucking week and we knew he was going to be wrestling every single week for a while. So we knew his matches were going to end the way that they did, but you, you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and that is the end of dynamite. 
the end of Dynamite ended with a blackout. Uh, it was a nice ending segment. Um, normally, after Dynamite, we get right into the official match of the week. Yeah, that's right, guys. The official match of the week for me. Um, it was it was a toss up, man. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker was awesome. Uh, I gotta give them their props, but Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix was a absolute just stiff as fuck, high flying. Uh, you know, just the Murder Hawk monster came out to play. Ray Phoenix did everything he could to stop that man and just he didn't he wasn't able to do it but he did some really cool shit landed some pretty cool fucking shots on this guy and it was great it was an incredible match so that is my match of the week now if you guys hit me up on twitter at jayengler88 or at the official 100% elite podcast twitter page and give me your match of the week um I will uh I will I will tell you my thoughts on that. I don't know. Just hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to uh like, subscribe, uh give me a review, rate the podcast, do all that stuff, you know, give the five stars if you have Apple Podcast. If you're on an iPhone, do it. But this just in, uh we got a couple things to uh to talk about here. Uh I thought I was going to end the podcast, but been checking on Twitter. Some of our AEW talents have won awards. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Uh, John Moxley getting the feud of the year. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, the Bruiser Brody Memorial Award was John Moxley in the Wrestler of the Year. U.S. and Canada MVP was John Moxley. Now we had Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Kenny Omega, most outstanding wrestler, uh, winning best wrestler maneuver, the one winged angel and match of the year, the young bucks versus Kenny Omega and hangman Adam page. Uh, we also had the wrestling observer newsletter awards tag team of the year are the young bucks. They also had, uh, you know, a, a hand in the match of the year, the young bucks versus Kenny Omega and hangman Adam page. Um, also best pro wrestling book, the young bucks killing the business from backyard to the big leagues. It is a great book. I loved reading this. I listened to the audio book for some of it and then read other chapters just because of time. And because, you know, I'm at work for a long time. So I figured, Hey, let's just go ahead and, you know, lock this in my ear holes and, and get this going now. The Lord and Savior Tony Khan has won Best Booker and Promoter of the Year uh, by Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the awards. Uh, I, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the top guys in AEW all winning awards for this year. Uh, awesome job, guys. Um, I just wanted to throw that in here at the end. Uh, for all of you who hear the end of this podcast, <laughs> thank you for listening to every single second uh, of this show. I really appreciate all of you guys. Uh, I would like to create some kind of um, place to where we can all uh, get together and chat and talk and do all that stuff. So 
maybe somebody hit me up on Twitter and just let me know the best way to actually go about doing that. If I need to create a Facebook group, uh, if that'll work or if I need to do some other kind, I don't really know. I'm not really good with the social media stuff. Uh, you know, I, I literally follow wrestlers only on Twitter, Twitter. Uh, so I get wrestling news. I don't really, you know, I don't dive into all the, you know, bunch of toxic shit on Twitter. My Facebook is pretty much family. You can add me on Facebook. My name is Jeff Engler. You know who I am. You can add me on there. We can talk some fucking wrestling. It's, uh, it's good shit. We can talk, uh, other stuff, video games, whatever. I'm into a, a million things, comic books, video games, you name it. Uh, I'm pretty much into it. So, um, but yeah, just let me know what you guys think. Uh, if if I should create something like that, that way, you know, you guys as fans of this show who listen every week, I see the numbers. I know you guys are there, and me, we can get a little bit more of an interaction, a little bit more not FaceTime because we're not gonna fucking FaceTime. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean though. Um, but without further ado, guys, uh, that does it for me. Uh, like I said, thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the next one.